0: Welcome to the Unmanly Manly Podcast with Frank and
1: Sergio. I'm Frank. And I'm Sergio. And we're here to talk about our experiences in many areas of our lives. We're just two dudes sharing our perspectives. Yeah, we may not be experts, but we have strong opinions that might resonate with you. talking about the power of yes and no, and also the pitfalls of yes and no. And to be clear, it's talking about when you're given a choice and you have to answer yes or no, and what you choose to answer and why, which sounds vague, but we'll break it down. So, with yeses and noes, sometimes we would say yes to certain things for certain reasons or say no to certain things for certain reasons. But uh, sometimes we might fall into excessively saying yes to things. Right. Spreading ourselves thin. And it could be for any reason, right? Like, sometimes we just want to be available. We don't want to say no to people in our lives. Don't want to let people down. Right. We see someone with a need or they want a favor done and we want to please them. We want... To be able to be supportive or whatever the case may be. Like you said, you end up spreading
0: yourself thin. The energy you could be using for yourself or for things that you need to do is not there anymore. Because it's gone towards somebody else's needs or endeavors. Could be even nothing. Yeah. Could be just an event that you had no interest in. But these are people you like, so you said yes. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with any of this. Right. However, there is something where the frequency of it outweighs your needs. You're not even examining that. You're not even examining what your needs are. And then next you know, you're exhausted yeah. in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, you could break down crying from, from too much of this.
1: Yeah. I've seen it happen. It's happened to me. Do you have, a, do you have an instance you want to share? Yeah. Um, actually, it was... I would say maybe like two years ago, I was freshly single, I was trying to make the most of my time because now I don't have somebody that I'm with and I don't have the relationship responsibilities and I have all this time to spend with my friends to hang out with them or do things that I want to do and what ended up happening is that due to me not processing the breakup properly, I was just always going out with my friends. And these are folks that anytime you ask them what the plans are, they got it. Club, some sort of venue, some sort of DJ set, some concert, some party somewhere. And I was like, this is perfect. I'm all for it. And I'll go and I'll go and I'll go and I'll go. And mind you, after a while, I got into school, so I was even less busy. But I will always try to find a way to just try to say yes to these things to the point where I just wasn't enjoying the events anymore. And I was actually starting to build some sort of resentment with some of my friends because I'm just like, wow, well, I'm, I'm always doing these things, but they don't do the things I want to do. Meanwhile, I'm not bringing ideas to the table. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? But it was an escape. It was escapism at its finest. I was just trying to avoid what I was dealing with by just saying yes to all these things. So part of me was like, yeah, these are my friends. I should be hanging out with them. The other part was like, yeah, I don't want to deal with what I got going on. I need to go out there and party. And the other part was like, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, I'm frustrated, but I'd rather be that than to deal with whatever I'm avoiding. Now, flip that around, then I start to be like, well, look, I mean, I'm in school, I'm in this program, I'm at work, da da da. I need to focus on these things. I gotta get my shit done. So then I start saying no to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't go out, no, I can't go out, no, I can't go out. No, Was I able to go like on a brunch with them and hang out with them and push whatever work I had to do until after? Yeah, I could have. But in hindsight, I see that. But before it was just like this mad flurry of like, I need to get this work done. And there's no, absolutely no way that I can say yes to any sort of plan. It was all bullshit because it was all around avoidance of some issue or avoidance of the anxieties that may come from switching things up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then after that, I was starting to notice that I can actually say yes to a lot of things, even though I might have the fear of like whatever work that I need to do or whatever mood I'm in, because there's that other thing, too. It's like even if I'm not working, I found that I would be so anxious about the work that I have to do and the workload that I have that I'm like, I can't hang out because I got all this work. And then I'll rationalize, oh, yeah, so if I'm doing at my home doing nothing, at least I can always pivot and do work. I'll be available to do work, and I won't do anything. I'm like, oh, I could just hang out today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> These mental gymnastics is ridiculous. It made me realize, like, yeah, I can say yes to a couple things and say no when I need to. And I can actually be able to enjoy myself despite how I'm feeling about whatever it is that I'm going through, whether it's my career. And I keep going back to work because that's been my main focus for the past few years, you know, changing my career and going to school and that, that, so that's been it. But for other people, it could be anything. It could be your family. It could be your day job. It could be your friends. It could be your romantic relationship. It can be things that you like to do on your own or whatever the case may be. But something interesting about worrying so much about either making yourself available to people or avoiding interacting with people to then take care of your own stuff that makes it seem like it's not possible to actually have a balance that you can feel comfortable with right and that's the thing the comfort because for me that was driving me was the anxieties and the fears and also the avoidance of the negative emotions that I had to process later it wasn't like oh I'm literally can't do it it's more like I don't feel comfortable doing that because I have all these other things going on and I don't want to put myself in, like, a position where I might either miss out on something when I was a yes-man or fail at the work that I'm doing when I was saying no to everything. Right, right, right,
0: right. So what you're saying is you just assessed these requests, I'll will put them as yeah. that. These requests to come out and hang out or, you know, all the work that you're taking in and all that and just saying no to some things and yes to other things and creating that balance as opposed to putting yourself into a position with anxiety, be it the anxiety over the work that you have or the anxiety over what other people might be thinking because you've
1: said no to them all year long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a funny thing what the mind does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean I really relate to what your story was and and how it was put together with a slightly different twist for me which is that there would be moments where I would be asked to hang out let's say it's like a Saturday or Sunday and I'm like nah I got this work to do I can't do it and then I'd be at home and my imposter syndrome kept me from finishing that work anyway or I would avoid it altogether so I avoided two things (laughs) But that's a whole other story, a whole other neuroses that we're not talking about.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I figured out what that is, Mm -hmm. which is just, I didn't want to do it. (laughs) I was taking taking a work that didn't interest me. I mean, it's still relevant to this kind of a conversation that we're having right now about yeses and nos.
1: You're making choices.
0: You're making choices, and you're making choices that suit you, and you're making choices that You can live
1: with. And that won't keep you up awake at night and wondering. Yeah. Because who needs that? No. No, it's unnecessary drama. And it's funny because I've done that too where I've said no to plans and then didn't do the work that I intended to do, which was the reason why I said no to the plans. Mm -hmm. And I think that still applies because not to get ahead of ourselves, but... Whenever we fall into pitfalls of saying yes too much or saying no too much or saying yes or no for the wrong reasons, whenever there's a point that we want to correct that and we want to establish a balance and actually be able to say yes and mean it and say no and mean it, there's like this time where it's like weird and gray and tumbling. We kind of trip over ourselves or at least that's what happened to me where... I'll start to say yes but then I'll cancel on plans or I'll mm-hmm. start to say no and I'll change my mind because then that's the part where I start to try to figure out where I really stand on some of these
0: yeah I get it because there are points where I've done that too where once the time comes to go I'm like I'm not in the mood I just want to go home and just watch TV whatever it is right? yeah and there's two sides of me that that fight sometimes I will stick to that no go home and be fine, then get a bit of FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, because they're sending me messages like, this is what you missed. <laughs> like, Dude, we're hanging out with such and such celebrity, and like, <laughs> which has happened on occasion. But it's like, who cares? Like, I don't even remember who that celebrity was, what that story was. I remember the people involved in it. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. So it couldn't have been that important. But that's me today versus me 20 years ago. Right. And I have a healthier balance of all this, which is why we're talking about it right now. Because this is something I feel like we've figured out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's answers to this. Like, there's nothing definitive. And there's nothing wrong with either way of being. It's just, does this work for you or not? Mm-hmm. Do you like having this anxiety or not? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, which likely it is no. No one wants to you, what I said. Yeah, you just have to make some changes in how you address yeah. this. You don't have to have an immediate yes or no. That's the other thing. Someone says, hey, let's do this thing. Come on, quick, quick, quick with an answer. No, I have the right to answer when I'm ready. And that's not being indecisive. I haven't looked at my calendar yet. I haven't looked at my feelings around it yet. Is this a band I've heard of? Let's just say if the, I'm being invited to go see a show, mm-hmm. I want to listen to a song or two, see if this is like some sort of stuff that I'm going to hate. Mm-hmm. There is the bullying aspect that we're used to as kids.
1: Yeah, that pressure. Yeah,
0: where, where we get goaded into things. And even into our like, college age years where people were like, come on, just do it. you know, Have so much fun, mm-hmm. whatever the case is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And that shapes how we operate in these situations instead of being calculated not overly calculated based on anxiety but you know being honest being authentic with yourself and really assessing maybe not pros and cons but just where you're at what's your schedule because sometimes it just doesn't fit in right and sometimes you can fit it in right but you're just not
1: willing to right or you are willing to and it could go any of these ways and it's all okay yeah, And you know, that's funny that you mentioned everything you said, because the one, the part that stood out for me is that pressure, that whole answer quick. And that's something that I had to deal with a lot like growing up. Like, here's a choice. Give me your answer. And I'll always just say yes. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, that's the answer they're looking for. Because you don't want to deal with them. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want to deal with the why I'm choosing no. And then, because that's what would happen. It would be, I want an answer immediately. And if I say no, Why? And then it becomes the conversation of why my no should be a yes. And then yeah. it's like, well, I don't like to do this. I'm like, oh well, you know, you can just come in and we'll be hanging out. It's gonna be fine, da da and I'm like, Because they know what you like. Exactly. They know what you want. Exactly. Exactly. They don't. They're literally, you know, my mind and heart, right? After a while, it, it took me so it took me a while to realize like First of all, like you said, I don't have to answer right now. And two, I don't have to explain why I don't want to do something. I don't have to explain or have to defend my decision either. And there's some people who just want to know. And then there's some people who want to change your no to yes because really it's just a selfish ask. Yeah, it's funny. The
0: things I pick up from people that are younger than me that have different experiences and everything. And these are two coworkers of mine that are over 10 years younger than me. And one person, whenever they're asked. Hey, what are you doing that for? And he would just respond, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> or if there's someone that really is in the need for an argument or to prove that they're right, he'll just answer, okay. We're just like, I don't care to have this argument with you and none of this matters in my life. And this isn't something that's going to progress a relationship. Right. If there is one. If it's a friendship or if it's just a work relationship, this doesn't belong right now. And this is how I'm going to end this. is right. by just saying, okay, I'm going to agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter, right? And I'm not agreeing, but I'm not giving any input into this to further this conversation. It's
1: exhausting. Yeah, and even if it's not a coworker, even if it's someone close to you, it's—I would imagine it's like because sometimes it would be someone close to me who is just like, "Come on," or you know, trying to convince me to say yes. Even then, it's like I don't need to give them an answer. I don't need to give them anything. And I could just do it with a little more tact just because we have a relationship and part of me doesn't want to come off as argumentative without giving up my stance on the matter. Yeah. You know? So it's like being firm but not being too callous. But that's the thing. It reminds me of the program that we were in. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the moments when I started to notice how important it is to just say no to things. Mm -hmm. And it was hard because I was saying yes to all of the different asks that they were giving us in the program. Because there's just different assignments, different tasks, and sometimes they'll throw something at you out of nowhere. And it's kind of like a way for you to learn how to pivot when you already have a lot going on and you're challenging yourself and you're uncomfortable because... Sometimes life is like that. They'll ask you of something, and it will require more of you than you're already giving, but then I will just say yes, because one, I want the payoff of whatever I could discover from that ask, from that task or that challenge, because usually on the other side is something that you discover about yourself or a skill that you develop or, you know, just something, which is the FOMO of self-development. Or I just didn't wanna look bad because then I'll be the one who's not really throwing themselves out there completely. And that's one of the things that they encourage in order for us to try to maximize what we get out of the program. And then I had a sit down with somebody and they were like, you know, if we ask you for something, you can just say no. And as plain as that is, and as obvious as that could be, I was shocked. I was like, I can say no. No one has ever said those words to me. No one can. No one ever said up until that point, like, you can say no. And maybe I needed that to hear that. But it's like, oh wow, yeah, I can say no. I'm gonna say no at that. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do this. Then it led to this whole series of of events that led me to leave the program for my reasons. To then start looking at the choices I'm making and how I could just continue to say no so I can establish a balance that I really needed at the time. And that's where the guilt came in. That's where the FOMO came in. That's where the feeling like I'm disappointing people, letting people down came in. That stuff that would commonly come up for those people who are starting to set boundaries and starting to establish a balance when they're so used to being way too available to people and saying yes all the time. So now I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, like, I'm eliminating a lot of unnecessary drama in my life just because I can say no without feeling the pressure of rationalizing it, justifying it, apologizing for it, and then walk away without feeling like, oh, I wronged somebody. Right. Like I'm a bad person. And you know something? It just popped in my head. Yeah.
0: Of how to deliver that message, that no. Mm. And it could be just a flat-out no. Mm-hmm that's an easy one
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you want to add some extra politeness to it I've looked into this or I've looked and thank you but no mm-hmm. that all applies to like a certain thing like an offer of something right right, right, right. I've taken a look and the answer is no right or no thank you right Right. and that means in my thoughts is when I've looked I've looked at my schedule I've looked at my feelings I've checked with my partner or whoever I'm with at the moment and it's not a fit yeah that's, that's just a great way of, of like quickly delivering that no
1: right
0: and giving yourself the space to have whatever it is that you were planning to have anyway and like I'm all for serendipity you and I've talked about it we're not planners going with the flow man Yeah, and I love, like, just saying yes to stuff sometimes where it's just like, hey, the adventure continues. Like, I'm in the middle of something else right now, but hey, we got this right afterwards. Right. And then the panic settles in afterwards. You're like, I have 10 minutes to commute half an hour to get to this thing that I committed (laughs) to. And, you know, then it puts me in that bad spot. And who needs that?
1: No. It's stressful. Yeah. But it's funny because while you were talking, it actually reminded me of something that I would have to deal with when it comes to just saying yes to things. There was a point when I learned that I realized rather that I will say yes to people's plans and there's the FOMO and there's the whole hype and excitement of joining whatever ideas that or plans that they brought to the table because they always you know, were very enthusiastic about whatever plans they had or they were trying to pe- get people on board with. And I'll say yes. But over time I realized like, oh wow, like there's a resentment building. Oh, there's um, this animosity building. And starting to feel like, oh, they don't come to my plans. They don't come you know, to things that I want. And then I realized I'm not bringing plans to the table. And the reason why I'm saying yes so many times in these situations is because I don't have my own plans, So I default to, let me just go with what they're doing. Now I realized I actually have to take time to look at what's out there and see what are things that interest me and then start inviting people to that. Mm. With COVID, it made things very complicated. But it's something that I had to look at. And it's something I had to look at actually pretty recently because this whole people pleasing, saying yes to everything. One of the consequences of living that lifestyle is that I never took the time and made a habit of checking things out that I'm interested in. And yeah. i asking other people and inviting them to that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. I just had to look at myself and realize I'm the reason why I'm feeling resentful. I'm the reason why I'm getting upset about saying yes all the time because I don't have my own plans in my back pocket to be like, yo, but what about this? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: do you want to hear my story? Yeah. My journey? No.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's, that, that was a solid no. That's right stop me in my tracks
1: that's right that's what this is all about but this is
0: a podcast it's got my name on it too so i'm gonna continue (laughs) so my story is let's just put it in the perspective of relationships so i was dating this girl for about three years Mm -hmm. and it did not go well did not end well she did some things i did some things she said some things I definitely said some things. Neither party were working to stay in this relationship. Mm -hmm. But after it was all said and done, broken up, I could look back and say, I could have done this better. And one of those things was saying yes to some things that I was saying no to. Because I was just... It was just really just straight up lazy mm. yeah I just wasn't being adventurous like I would say yes to some things I would be serendipitous a lot of times but for the most part I wouldn't do anything she wanted to do because it didn't interest me
1: mm.
0: and that's fucking silly Yeah, because I would think like well, that's something a girl would want to do or lady why would I want to do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: that being all said when it came to my next relationship I made a point like I'm going to say yes more often it worked out great In in, in this particular case, because I'm coming from a long period of turning down things Mm -hmm. and keeping so much time for myself, really being very selfish with my time Mm -hmm. and not sharing it with anyone, just being by myself and playing video games or watching movies or whatever it is that I do in my free time. Right. And then so I'm in this new relationship where I'm saying yes to things and things that I never thought I would want to get involved in.
1: Mm.
0: It did get to a point where I had to pause. Mm-hmm. It, it was a garlic festival. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that no. seems so random. Well, I mean, there's a positive end to this. Right. I did say yes, I did go along with it. I'm like, what am I? This is like the Lima Bean Festival of Cape May, New Jersey. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck am I doing? So, we do it. We go through it. I didn't know there were so many different types of garlic out there with different flavor profiles. It's like hot sauce. I thought there was just one garlic. Dude, (laughs) there there are two I can name right now that I loved and would would love to find again. Mm. One was called Turkish Red, Mm. and the other one was called Music. Oh, They were great music. That sounds fantastic. I loved cooking with music. (laughs) It sounds funny, yeah, but it was delicious, Mm. and and there was just all these other things going on too, and uh, it wasn't just garlic. It was, it was like uh, handmade candies or pickles of all kinds of things you can pickle, and it was fun. There was music. There was all sorts of stuff what I'm saying is that if you don't know first of all if you don't know what's going on if you don't know what what there is to like about it you can shut it down quickly without even investigating or you ask questions and find out what it is right I went in blindly and just happened to have a good time
1: right it could have just been terrible it could have just been been terrible boring Mm -hmm. garlic festival yeah
0: so that's been one step of the journey of saying yes to things Mm -hmm. is that I broadened my horizons as as an effect I've gotten to do so much more like we went on a huge trip to Europe that cost me way more than it cost her only because I was a freelance contractor so any time off that I had was just unpaid yeah yeah I I didn't get paid and that money just was lost basically but I was willing to take that sacrifice take that risk and it's still to this day one of the most memorable trips I've ever had in my life, yeah so there's so many things that will either and I've said this numerous times this could be another drinking game where I say, like well how many ways we can convince ourselves to not do something you know and and that was one for sure where I was choosing to be unreasonable and just do something that I wanted to, to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and here we are today i'm I survived, yeah. you know financially, even, yeah. and um, you know, just being in the realm of you know anything is possible, but uh, to reflect back to the same program you mentioned before, that was the final stage of how I was going to develop myself as a yes and no person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like, how do I collect myself? Because I was still saying yes to things that I was really a no to, right. And it was a waste of my time, my money, all that stuff. And um, I went further into that program than you did. And I'm glad because it got me to the point of learning how to say no. And not feeling that I was being manipulated. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is that the only manipulation that was there was me trying to look good for other people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't real manipulation. It was just me not standing my ground for people in my life that needed me in that moment Mm -hmm. and that was important to me and that's all that mattered similar to what you were saying like i didn't need to have any reasons i was just a no Mm -hmm. and i was too easily swayed and it's me it's not them it's me Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that i had to get past right that it was all about me Mm -hmm. and what i made it mean, Mm -hmm. and getting rid of that Figuring that out, it's. I'm still dealing with it. I'm still learning, even with uh, my girlfriend right now. She invites me to tell all sorts of things, and my psychology is still having that internal battle of this sounds like a terrible idea, and I'm not gonna have fun. But if I don't go, she's gonna be pissed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's not true at all. Right. She's been totally fine with me saying no to things. In fact, she knows because I've been so upfront with her about what I like and what I don't like, certain things she just knows right away not to ask me. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you know, vice versa. It's just communication. Right. It's knowing your partner. Yeah, it's knowing your partner, it's knowing and and it doesn't have to be within the confines of relationships. Right. It's any sort of interaction that you have. It could be your family, friends, coworkers, your bosses. We could go into that too, if like I've been in a position where I've had bosses come to me telling me like, Hey, I've got another project for you. I'm like, I've already got a project. I don't have time for this. And this is already a priority. Mm -hmm. I've had to tell that to them. Mm -hmm. Did they get a little butthurt around that? Yeah. That's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. And that's also, well, it's my problem. It's not my problem. Right. If they want to fire me for that, that's fine. Right. That's how I was even back in the day. And, um, I think that's that's something for a lot of people to see, like the, you know, the yes and no boundaries, that the stress that we have, we create ourselves, we blame everything else for it, mm-hmm. but a lot of it comes down to us, the choices that we make, right. and the reasons that we make them, Right, and that's the thing, we just really have to look at why we give these answers. What's the
1: driving force? Yeah, exactly. Please like me, don't hate me, I want to look good. Yeah. So yeah, there's like so many driving forces behind whether we say yes or no to something. And I'm glad you brought up work because that's one where it's most common that people are gonna just say yes. Like it's very rare that people are gonna say no in their jobs when presented with a project or a task. The stereotypical yes man or person. Right. So I'm glad you brought up the topic of work because that's a a place where I believe that it's very easy for a lot of people to say yes often. You know, well, I wouldn't even just say easy. I would even go as far as saying
0: there is a tremendous amount of pressure. Pressure, yeah. Thank you to say yes, yes, and become a yes person. Right,
1: right, and yeah, and that's part of the culture. It's like you don't want to disappoint your boss. Under all of it, it's there's anxiety of losing your job, yeah, or or, or having a poor performance review, right, which would could lead to you losing your job, but also just wanting that approval from your boss, that chance to get that promotion, that raise, so you say yes, 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 yes. Unfortunately, that's not the winning formula because you see a lot of people in higher positions, they're not saying yes to everything. They're actually being very selective to the things that they say yes to, and they're doing the things that matter most to their boss or them, Um, and I'm saying that carefully because I wouldn't say that matters most in a way that all employees would agree on. But that's a different thing. But yeah, I went into the workforce after I graduated from college saying yes to everything. And not getting any approval, any sort of appreciation. It was yeah. just like, okay, here's more work. So after a while, I got burnt out. I was frustrated. I was getting upset. And it was funny because it started to. I started to look at myself like something was wrong with me and mm-hmm. my performance and my competency and my ability to produce. But then after a while learning more about the workforce and our culture around work, which is toxic in my opinion, is like, oh wait, no, it's not about saying yes to everything. That's actually a trap. It's really about having that advocacy and setting those boundaries at work and understanding that there's only so much you can give. And if they're going to fire you for reasons outside of poor performance, which means that quality of your work isn't good and there's errors and it's causing people more work, then It's not really a place that's conducive for the type of work environment that would be ideal for for us. Yeah. So it's like, no, actually, you have to say no. And I got into a position where when I'm having conversations with my boss about work, instead of just automatically saying yes, like I would I would ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions of understanding what the work is. What are the requirements? What are the deadlines? How does that fit into the work that I'm doing? You know, is this better suited for someone else? Mm-hmm. With different set of skills and a different position, so it's like no, this it's it's okay to have that pushback. Yeah, for the sake of your own well being, because it can lead to burnout. Yeah,
0: I've seen people work straight through lunches, mm-hmm. which I'm sure most places is illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a company, and this is hearsay, but they were asking people to work later, work mm-hmm. extra hours, mm-hmm. no overtime. Mm-hmm. That's so, insane. So well. Effectively, mathematically, whatever you were making per hour, let's say, or per year, you're now devaluing that because instead of working a forty hour a week, which is what you signed up for, right? Now you're working a forty-eight hour a week, let's say. Mm-hmm. And or, or it could even be up to sixty hours. This happens all over the place. You're not getting a raise. You're not getting extra compensation for it. You're taken away from your life, your family. And sometimes it's a position where you're not even asked; you're right. just told to do this.
1: Yeah, the old "voluntold." Yeah, bullshit. Yeah.
0: I've never heard that term, but I
1: like it. Yeah, I, I, I hate c- it. Yeah, but I like that. There's it's very appropriate. It's very appropriate. They actually use this at work where I used to work in the past. I've never heard it before. It's like "oh, voluntold," and it's like they'll say it very jokingly, and it's like that's where we are. It's like, seditious. It's it yeah, and when it happens, it's not challenged. It's just like oh well, this is just the way it is, and it's like I'm not trying to live that life. Right. You know what I mean? There's emergencies, and then there's this bullshit. Yeah, and while
0: I like my job, Mm -hmm. I like the ease of it. I like that I do have a manager that has my back, that that cares about me, that gives me the breathing room to say no to things, like or to even ask for support on certain things. So I'm, I feel lucky with that. But these times, you know, we're still in the midst of this pandemic. We've got this variant that's running around. We're deep into that. Yeah. And this is a company that calls the shots as far as whether we're going inside the office or not. I have no say in that matter. Mm-hmm. However, when we first started this, this is before we had vaccines, I told my, my boss, I was like, I'm not coming in. You know I'll come in a couple of days during the week but I'm not coming in for the rest of the week because I don't feel safe and mm-hmm. you know the environment of where I was working which is Midtown West right I don't care it's not that specific but it's pretty bad mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and there's just still a lot of ambiguity of around the science of all this so yeah. I, I'm glad that the HR feels confident about this and uh that they don't think that the influx of more people in a confined space is not problematic. I disagree strongly, mm-hmm. and I will act appropriately for myself, yeah. for my own health. Right. And I know a lot of people would be afraid of doing that because jobs, especially back then, were very scarce. They're still scarce, but they're not as bad as they were now. Right. You know, when, when the vaccine did come along, I got vaccinated, and I felt more secure with being in the office every day, which eventually did happen. And then the variant came along and then we're back on the on-off again schedule. The hybrid, yeah. Yeah, which is just, they just throw it at us. And do I want to keep this job? Yes. So do I say yes to this? I chose to say yes to this. Right. And there's power in saying that. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing of things, is that you can just say yes to things, you can just say no to things. But there's something psychological in a lot of these things cases especially with work again where you feel you're pressured into that yes you're pressured into that no you can take a step back just deliberate with yourself look at all the options you have and then say yes and then say no whatever it is
1: Mm
0: -hmm. because you choose to nothing else going on there and there's a lot of power in that and there's something in that for you psychologically where you get to say i take responsibility Mm -hmm for what I do with my life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm not letting them have
1: that power over me
0: and that's important
1: yeah and it's and it's funny because it's like think about the alternative let's say you aren't definitive with your yeses or nos maybe you say not yes and you change your mind or it's even more complicated than that you give a maybe you give a half answer mm. and they try to check in later and you don't even know and da 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 and then it's like they're kind of hanging on trying to understand where you stand on this what's your choice and you don't make a decision and that just causes this whole messy situation that is unclean and in my personal experience when i've been through that it's just full of anxiety and stress and like all this stuff when in reality i could have just said no or i could have just said yes yeah just Make that choice, yeah, instead of this whole thing, like, and it wastes other people's time because they don't know where you're going because
0: it's a situation where you're not willing to take responsibility, yeah. You already know what your answer is at that point, you may even be deluding yourself, Mm -hmm. and that's why you're saying maybe because you just are avoiding whatever that situation may become when you give that definitive answer, right? And I bet you, I bet you a million dollars that I don't have. <laughs> that you don't even know what those consequences might be right And that's it. They, exactly like you said, you're just wasting everyone's time. you're putting undue stress and anxiety on yourself. You're pissing other people off. yeah because they're just waiting right And it's a lot of things are hinging on you, yeah, which you know mm-hmm. and that's more stress on you. Yeah. why?
1: Why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> or, or, or you then pretend that the delusion. there's no yeah. consequences oh, and that's not a big deal.
0: A bigger delusion. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like,
1: oh, no, nah, it's not It's not a big deal. Yeah, you know, so what if I don't go? And then you get,
0: you get pissed off because they come at you because they've been waiting on you and you're like, this is not a big deal. Why are you making this such a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to come at you like, well, when we first asked you, it wasn't a big deal, but we've waited so long that now it is a big deal.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, I I got logistical things that I need to put into place, and it's based off of your answer. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It's funny. Like, when you actually choose. And that's a, one of the things that I've come to learn more recently, where it's like, I was lo- always looking for a feeling of comfort when giving an answer. And I never got that feeling of comfort, because in my mind, saying yes or saying no means that I'm saying no To all these other possibilities and options that I can pursue versus what I'm being asked of right there and then. And it's like, well, no, I don't feel comfortable saying yes or no, because then, like, what about all these other things that I can potentially be doing? I I might just enjoy those things more. And then it becomes like analysis paralysis. But I had to realize that that's always going to be the case because, yeah, I always have a choice. I always have options. I always there's possibilities on how I'm going to spend my time. Or yeah. the actions I'm gonna take, you know? So then it's like, oh wow, well, I, so much for that comforting feeling. The comforting feeling is really just knowing that whatever I choose is not the end of the world. Right. I can make my own plans, identify things I wanna do, invite people. Something else comes up. I like that better. I can be in communication with everybody like, yo, what do you think about that? Maybe we change plans, maybe we don't. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? And it's like
0: a, a, a fear of taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Even if there is no risk,
1: yeah. Because what can it possibly be? Like if you invite me to the bar or you invite me to some sort of party, or whatever.
0: What's the risk? Yeah, it could be a, an anxiety thing, like a, a social anxiety thing, where it's just like I feel like my my hair looks terrible, mm-hmm. or like, I'm just not feeling my best self right yeah, now. So I'm, like, I'm
1: going to be a weirdo in the party. Like,
0: you know. For myself, like, I've got a tiny little gut right now that, like, I don't give a shit. I just walked out in, like, a a tight shirt showing off that thing. (laughs) Because I don't care what people think. Yeah. But some people do. Right. Some people have a major opinion. Like, I was super skinny all my life, and I just looked terrible in clothes because I also didn't know how to dress myself. Took me a (laughs) few years to figure that one out. But, yeah, you can create any scenario where you can excuse anything any any answer with ridiculousness mm-hmm. and it's just maybe you can ask someone maybe it's a therapist maybe it's a friend real friends will tell you yeah and sometimes we're afraid of getting that answer we're afraid of like they can see through all that right but we don't realize how well it is and it's just
1: like ah and then, yeah, and it could be like we just don't want to deal with that. That that can definitely snowball into this yeah. whole thing. That's why I stopped talking about it. it yeah. already snowballing. Ah! It. <laughs> it just keeps going. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. Like, if you don't feel like going to something, you don't go. If you feel like going, you go. And if you don't feel like going somewhere, but you want to show up for your friends or family, you go. And if you don't, you don't go. Yeah. If you want to say yes to your boss, say yes. If you don't, negotiate. <laughs> you yeah.
0: know. This all reminds me of this uh, one moment. I'm not sure if I, I mentioned this in any other recording we've done, but I've definitely told you in person
1: mm.
0: where it was the first time I moved out of my parents' house. So it's was right. my first apartment. Mm-hmm. The move happened in November. And what's what happens in November is Thanksgiving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... Maybe a week or two after, like I've unpacked and set up the place, I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. and I call my mom I'm saying, "I'm gonna set this out. I'm not gonna come down for Thanksgiving." That was not gonna happen. Like I, I got guilted. She's like, well, "We're dead. You're going to regret not being here for that." I'm like, "But all you, you. This is in my head. All you and Dad do is argue anyway. I'm not really missing out anything." I'm just missing out on not getting this guilt trip right now. Mm-hmm. And the food. And... Uh, mm, yeah. the, the food was okay. Oh. The turkey was always dry. But yeah, so there was a case where I caved. I'm putting in that sort of a envelope and went in and did the thing. I couldn't even tell you what happened that day. That's how unmemorable it was. All I remember is that phone conversation that preceded it. Mm. So... That's not a, a great tactic for parents to use, is the, the guilt trip thing. It, it is something that a lot of different cultures where that is just taught for generation upon generation. Right. You know, I, I know family, especially like mothers, they love their kids. My mom loved me, mm-hmm. wanted to see me. Well, you know what? She was going to see me every weekend anyway mm-hmm. because that's how what kind of a son I was. And it wasn't that long of a drive. It was an hour drive. I could do it. No problem. And I did it. Mm -hmm. Even when they moved down another hour and a half, I still went down every weekend. Mm -hmm. That was tougher. Wow. But I still did it. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the strength of that phone call. It was just a legit, like, I need a break. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I am physically exhausted. (laughs) Because I didn't use a moving company. I did it all by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's this whole thing of, like, there's so much meaning they put around the holiday. Because I get it. A lot of work goes around my mom was a ball of anxiety and she would be cursing in Italian mm-hmm. and it's a nightmare for her from my perspective. I don't know why she puts in that much energy, that much like suffering, like especially when she was making cookies for Christmas. Mm-hmm. If she wasn't frustrated, mm-hmm. the cookies would not come out right, mm-hmm. which is total horseshit because baking is just straight up chemistry. Right. You're just measuring. Everything's timed perfectly. That's what makes things come out great. I made amazing cookies during the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy doing it. I was happy afterwards. Mm. And then I got fatter. But that's a whole other story.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. um, but that says nothing to do, yes or no. So, nah, yeah, no. this is just it fun just little funny. anecdotes. So, at the end of the day, I mean, like, Everything that we shared, everything that we talked about, it it just boils down to being mindful of the choices that we make and what we agree to or don't agree to do. Because what feels like just a passive yes can then snowball into just a habitual reaction to how you deal with when someone is presenting with you with a plan or, or a task or an ask or whatever the case may be. It's a very disempowering lifestyle. Yeah. Because then it becomes just mindless Yeah. versus taking ownership of our lives in a way of choosing based on what works with us, what fits with us, what the circumstance is, and what you're willing to give up or not in that situation, right? This is a much more empowering context when Frank can come over to me and say, hey, Serge, you want to hang out tonight? And I look and I say, hey, you know what? Actually, I actually have plans tonight, but let's do it tomorrow or the next week. And that's it. Yeah. Or Frank asks me, hey, I need some help with X, Y, and Z this weekend. Can you come? And I say, yes. And then later on down, I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually busy. I can't do that. But he's already planning his day out for me to come. And then I tell him, oh, no, I can't. I'm sorry. And then he's scrambling because right. of the consequences, the, the, the impact of my inconsistency and in my choices. But this is a very important aspect of our day to day because we get asked a million things every day. Yep. Yeah. So either we do it mindlessly and we don't really consider the ramifications, nor do we take our time, our lives, our schedule seriously. Or we put some thought into it and mindfully make a choice. That's right. You know how many times,
0: let's say we're at a restaurant, mm. they'll ask, do you want blah, 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 blah and that and like yeah yeah sure whatever mm-hmm. and then I stopped for a minute because I was maybe on my phone or talking to somebody else when I was asked that question I'm yeah. like what the hell did I just say yes to <laughs> don't be in that situation folks it's okay to ask questions it's okay to like take a break to look at your calendar make a phone call just to see if you have room for this ask whatever it is I'm not saying in the restaurant I'm saying beyond that you know <laughs> that would be because that would be yeah that would be funny give me a week <laughs> Come, Can you come back in, like, I don't know, five days? I'll give you an answer if I want uh, shredded cheese on this. But, yeah, I recommend keeping a calendar together. You can go as far as having someone, like, an accountability partner for that to make sure that you know what your day looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you report into that person. Mm-hmm. Being in communication with people who might be associated with the choice you're making.
0: Yeah, and... Just being strong in your choices. Don't let other people take your power away from you.
1: Yeah. And and I'll add taking stock on where you actually stand on these choices because if you don't want to, you don't want to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's more powerful to say yes to something that you don't want to do, but you're choosing to say yes and you're choosing to make that sacrifice because there's a, something bigger than how you're feeling associated with this choice. Than to say yes because you feel pressured or you don't want to say no or stuff like that. It's a world of a difference. Yep. So, yeah, man. Or no, man. Just choose. I choose yes. I choose no. Because I'm a contrarian. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Unmanly Manly Podcast with Frank and Sergio. You can find us on your favorite platform like Google, Spotify, Apple, and others. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Unmanly Manly Podcast. No underscore and no punctuation. See you next time.